Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. movie night this week we're talking about 1996's the amityville dollhouse the eighth entry into the amityville franchise the third that we've discussed on the show yes fourth now? no no yeah fourth fourth wait no we did we did, we did it's the, about time it's about time we did the oh the lamp 3D. we did the lamp yes. one and then we did this one um this is technically the last true Amityville movie. So there's Amityville Dollhouse. Then there's nothing really until the remake with Ryan Reynolds. Mm. And then about 10 years ago was when every indie filmmaker realized, oh, you can't copyright the name Amityville. It's literally a town. Mm -hmm. And they just went balls to the wall. Amityville Christmas Vacation, Amityville Clown House, Amityville Road Trip, Amityville, Amityville Shark. Asylum. Yeah, yeah, Amityville Shark. Like there is, I found a list because I was trying to see what people's rankings are of these movies online, and I realized I didn't have the bandwidth to look at these lists because there were fifty-three movies with yeah. Amityville in the title yeah. that these motherfuckers watched, and shocker. All of the ones that are like the first eight are in the top ten of everybody's list. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, got to be. There's no. There can't be a stand. I mean, I shouldn't say there can't be a standout. There can be, but the chances of there likely, being yeah. a true standout. Uh, there was apparently that is- one that on the two different lists that I looked at made it into the top ten of this like block. Okay. That was like they had the same one in there, which I think it had a different name. Like it was like. It was like a night in the asylum, also known as like Amityville Prison or something like that. Like it was like sure. one of those like weird ones where yeah. I think they just made a normal movie and then a producer later on was like, Hey, we're gonna throw Amityville in the front of this shit. 
Yeah. And apparently whatever movie they made was like a good movie because they weren't trying to make an Amityville it's, movie. It's honestly easier to do that than trying to put Pinhead in a thing and then calling yeah. it Hellraiser. You could just throw Amityville on a title on and then anything. you're good. You don't have to explain anything as long as it's supernatural. Yeah, well, and part of the blame part of the blame has to fall on the filmmakers of the original Amityville franchise because they introduced this concept mm-hmm. of, fuck it, just haunted objects leave that house. Yeah. Now it's an Amityville movie. And everybody could run with that. And then also, I guess, like, you know, you get to the point where it doesn't take that much to just CGI in the Amityville house into any at some point in time film yeah. that you're making. And it's just like, all right, there, there's really the house. Are really that worried about the Amityville house by the 90s, well, I, though? By, like, the but, late 90s? No, but it's because the current house doesn't look like the movie house. And there's a specific right. way that people want it to look. So, like, you have to recreate it somehow. And most of these idiots... Ah, that's mean. But most of these small, t- <laughs> most of these small town filmmakers do not have the bandwidth to recreate the entire look of an actual house. But no. they certainly can like use a simple AI program or whatever to pop that house into whatever like establishing shot they need, mm-hmm. and then everything else can be filmed like wherever the fuck they want because they no one cares about the interior of the Amityville house. They just care about the two windows that look like eyeballs. (laughs) Maybe as long as long. And I would say maybe as long as you have a wall bleeding once, uh, it makes me, it makes me happy. I'm excited to see. I'm excited for a wall bleed. This movie had a lot going on. (laughs) It had a lot going on. Amityville dollhouse is interesting in a couple ways to me. Has anybody seen it before? No, this is the first watch for me. This was probably a second or third watch, but probably the first time I actually really paid attention to it. Yeah. Because usually it's on the tail end of binging a bunch of Amityville movies, and I'm just exhausted Matt by the time I get there. can't make himself just be normal. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope. That's not a thing that I can do. <laughs> Ironically, on that, I, I looked at three different lists, and all three lists agreed on one thing, that this was the fifth best Amityville movie. <laughs> like, Dude, the rest was, of their list was, was scattered all over the place, but this was like smacking number five every yeah. time. This is also... They never, I don't think they ever say the word Amityville anywhere in this movie. Like, <laughs> like anywhere in this movie. And part of the, the some critics hated this movie. Criti- like, critics thought this movie was dog shit. And one of their biggest complaints was like, there is zero explanation where this dollhouse came from or where it, en- how it ended up in the shed of this That's random scary. house surrounded by nothing they are surrounded by nothing yeah. i just watched the last season of barry this looks like where they live in the later half of the last season of barry where they're on the run like it's just dirt and a yeah. single home in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah they're like it looks like the remnants of a of like a movie ranch that yeah. like that's actually the, the owner of the ranch that's their house the ranch isn't there anymore but like they still live in the middle of nowhere it was yeah very bizarre and yeah it being in the shed was weird but i also sort of liked that they didn't have to say amityville do you know yeah. what i mean like it was not just because it was in the title but we're like oh yep there's the house oh yep it's possessed oh yeah but then like i, I mean that's the, it the consistency in which things happened felt very attuned to like oh it's one of the haunted items section of amityville uh yeah. and i dude i just i don't know i love a dollhouse moment uh i was I didn't expect them to be sort of voodoo dolls um, in, in some Filled way. Filled with bugs. Filled, Filled with, with bugs. bugs. And, and also, weirdly, for like them being voodoo dolls, like the scene, I'm jumping far ahead into the movie right now, but the scene where the sister and the brother-in-law try to do some magic to the voodoo doll to figure out what's going on, 
for a voodoo doll, it still had like a weird ability to express frustration and anger when it comes to life. Like, but the face never changes. It's just mm-hmm. like the way that the puppeteer has it folded up. Yeah. It causes the face to look pissed off. Yeah. Oh, it's lit. And, it's lit just slightly differently too. It's yeah. like they they like properly lit the thing to be to evoke the emotion. And I'm like, all for Amityville Dollhouse. This, yeah, this movie actually it's, it's has a, competent. Is what I think is so yeah. crazy because yeah. I thought that this was going to be. An absolutely painful watch, and it was yeah. a blast. I really so enjoyed fun. this. I think that this is—I mean, I have not seen every Amityville movie, but let me just say that this is my second favorite Amityville movie now. Yeah, <laughs> it's one uh, that I'm recommending more than like Evil Escapes, and I've seen yeah. Evil Escapes six times. The <laughs> so. only—the only other one, and I—I got to rewatch it to see if it's even worth us talking about. Would be the only one that would be worth us talking about is the last one in that like series of haunted objects which from the that? Amityville is the, house. Is it a mirror or something? Yeah, the next generation or the new generation, which is a haunted mirror. Like uh, that's <laughs> I just, also. I love that it's new generation and then it just stops. New generation <laughs> <Yeah>. of what? <laughs> <laughs> new generation of mirrors, man. They're, yeah. they're fucked oh, up. Oh, that's the crazy. Yeah, that that the fact that it's a mirror is. Yeah, I don't. Uh, new generation. Yeah. <laughs> so, I. So the other thing with this movie, this was the most terrifying movie watch I've had in a very long time because (laughs) normally I watch movies and I watch them as the way I've watched movies for 17 years, which is a single guy with no dating prospects. This time, (laughs) this time I'm watching this movie as a guy who has a girlfriend who has some kids. And all I'm thinking is son of a bitch. If one of those kids turns out to be like this motherfucker, Jimmy, <laughs> then I'm going to have to call this whole relationship off. Jimmy is the villain of this movie, as far as Jimmy. I'm concerned. He sucks so hard <laughs> the whole movie until the last like 15 minutes where he like realizes like, oh, this guy isn't a piece of shit. So I guess that's cool. Like he is Awful. I Bad, guess that dude. we should explain to the listeners the conceit of is. the movie, yeah. which right. is that I'm this. Open this before you. Do oh yeah, yeah. What, what do you got there, Kyle? Is it Jimmy's? Chicken? I have from from Little House Brewing. Little House. Oh, Fine. I love We're it. We're fucking adorable because the the house is cute. The house is so is cute. cute. That's a uh, cute triple house. IPA from from them. Um, and I, which I think I did. I think I did a version of theirs for our Adams Family Values one. Uh, which is don't call us cute. So this yep. is their. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is the call us cute. And I have, I actually don't know who made this, but it's French toast by Campfire. Um, Timber Ales. That's Connecticut. We carry that. That shit's great, dude. Yeah, Timber Ales. Good work, buddy. Yeah, you know your <laughs> shit. Um, this is actually a really, really good stout, and it's only six percent. Yeah. Whereas usually these beers that I pick are like nine and above. And I'm like, I take two sips. I'm like, wow, that's like drinking straight whiskey. I know it's not, but you know what I'm saying? No, um, but no, I like a lighter stout too. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes those other ones are, yeah. I mean, it's got much, a really nice that... flavor, but the reason why I went with it is because, you know, you move into a new house as a kid and your parents, your, your blended family is trying to make it up to you. So they're going to mm-hmm. give you French toast, but also this house is uh, built on the, the, location where a family burned to death and the dad to save a bunch of money which i want to point out that you're not going to save that much money if you just keep the fucking fireplace yeah it's not really going to save you any money like if they kept the basement if they kept the most of the foundation sure that could save you 10 grand 
it's gonna save you like two grand. You know, to, to I keep just the I just fireplace. talked a lot of I talked a lot Tops. of shit on Jimmy. If you don't just have to now. do anything different, I talked a lot of shit on Jimmy just now. But I do have to give him credit because the last line of this movie is the best line in this movie, which is as they're driving away, and he says something along the lines of like. You know, I've come to terms with the fact your dad doesn't suck that much, but the fact that he could get a contractor's license is terrifying to me. Like, like, it's, it's very like, prescient for a movie, like, self-aware. For a movie that is yeah. really played super straight. Like, I, it's... Yeah. I, and that's there what, are co- that's, there are a couple moments like that though it yeah. feels like, like well but, I think that, the, but you're right it's played super straight it, it's just but like itself, they, yeah yeah it's yeah. it's like no, a very know. straightforward movie that that's what the watchability you know uh, whatever it is like thirty years later um mm-hmm. the watchability of this is one hundred percent the fact that it one is pretty competent at making a film and two it's like all over the place like kyle yeah, said yeah. it's all over the, it's got so much going on that yeah, it that and it, but, it all feels sincere it doesn't but, feel but like, like they're the making logic, a, a cash in is what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and the logic Agreed. doesn't it's dumb logic but the logic at least holds enough water to not like be distracting yeah right? like, yeah like everything that happens like all right i can buy that yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's like, true. Like, I wasn't left asking why we now have this burnt yeah. up. Dad, literally, you know, yeah. Like, literally, the only question would be where did this fucking house come from? But like, besides that, it's like, all right. Once the house is yeah. introduced, yeah. you're just like, all right, got it. So right. yes, it's not the, holding. It's not holding anything up. Uh, it's just the it, house appears, and I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I like that that it, that that happened. I didn't want any more explanation. No, and it also has. I mean, talk about like being smart filmmaking. Such a small cast. Yeah. You look at the like yeah. when the movie's over, the cast rolls and it's like eight names. Yeah, <laughs> like they have like no any character that's in this movie is in this movie for a long period of time. The There's no people, like quick introduction. Yeah. I think that there might be two extras in the birthday at a party. party scene. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I, I really I agree, Matt. That is very smart. I think that they spent their money very well. Um, and it looks yeah. good. I mean, this movie looks great. The the um. And the vinegar, like I watched the vinegar syndrome Blu-ray, which I'm sure is what was uh, if you guys watch on Tubi, it was I'm Tubi, yeah. yeah, same transfer. I yeah. mean, their transfer, I was like, this looks so good. I bought the Blu-ray direct- on their daily deals because we watched it for this. Nice. I was yeah. like, I, you know, it's I got it for five bucks. I was like, yeah, yeah I have to, I have a to. Blu-ray it's for so five good. bucks is insane. It's yeah. insane, but like, also you can't get a like, sandwich for five bucks. Think about like how good this looks, and this was a direct to VHS movie right. in 1996. Yeah. Like it should, it has no business looking this clean. Even like the fact that they tried to do something interesting with like the camera in the middle of the kitchen table for a scene. Like they, yeah, yeah, they did like cool shit. Like they just yeah. tried shit that like they yeah. didn't have to try. But anyway, like you said, we should probably give people a rough idea of what's going on here. So we yes. have our main group of people is the Martin family. It is Bill Martin. Uh, he comes with his son Todd and his daughter Jessica. The mother is not in the picture, and as far as we gain from her, she is kind of an absentee mom. Mm-hmm. Calls barely, talks to the kids, and like moves on with life. And he is married to Claire, who comes with her son Jimmy, uh, and her husband is who is unnamed uh, has died prior to this. Uh, they are getting married. They've gotten married. They're moving into this house. They're kind of merging these two families together. Um, Jimmy hates everything about this. Todd and Jessica are trying to do their best with the circumstances, but are also getting frustrated 
primarily because of Jimmy. Jimmy is right. the source of most of the problems. And Todd's the old, like Todd seems like he's going to be on his way out of this house soon. And like, yeah, so he's just like, like here to get the through. House. Right. Yeah yeah. 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 And he is dating Dana, who is played by the actress who played the original older sister in that 70s show, which yeah. is insane. She um, looks familiar. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. But so they, they roll into the house. Dana, Everything's Dana great. Everything's going well until the dad goes into the shed and he finds this dollhouse that they decide to gift to the daughter on her birthday. Um, as soon as she gets this dollhouse, she starts to feel sick. She needs to like be in bed at all times and weird shit starts happening, such as Todd playing with Jimmy's arachnophobia. He puts a, a fake spider in the pinata. When the pinata breaks, it's a real spider. One of my favorite moments in the whole movie uh, Bill's sister is like a pra- like practices magic with her like Tobias with Tobias her, guys, her husband. Oh man, fucked, but that, dude. That spider, the spider falls, and there's this shot where Tobias just runs up, stomps on it very casually, and kicks it away. And they do it so quick because you can tell that they didn't have the budget to make like smushed spider because the spider looks perfectly fine after Tobias stops no, on it and kicks it away. the thing is he kicks like, away the rubber spider. That was actually good filmmaking. Oh, it becomes a, oh, it becomes a rubber it, spider again. You're right. Never, they would have never have smushed a spider. Or, yeah. I mean, like, they, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have smushed a real spider in the in the mythos of this movie. You're because right. It was it's a real you're eating maggots real. right now, Michael. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Um, the, but... The Tobias first... is the fucking man. That was my yeah. first note. Dude, it's Tobias, Tobias is rules. great until he starts fucking talking. He yes. cannot act out of a no. paper bag. No, as soon as he walked he out, also... like through that door frame to see who was who was he dating? Um, uh, it's the, the sister. Only name. Yeah, it's the only name. Yeah, it's the only name I didn't write it's, down. It's, it's Todd's, Todd's girlfriend. Or Todd's, Todd's sister. Todd's sister, right? Bill's sister. Bill's, Bill's sister. sister. Todd's Sorry, sister. Todd's the... It's easy for you to get them confused because Claire wants to fuck both of them uh, throughout parts of yeah. the movie. That's my, bro, Dude, that's but my also, next note. That makes it really good. I, I really thought that that was done in an interesting way yeah. because, because it was she's icky fighting and against she's it. feeling icky. But it also yeah. is cool because it does make it does kind of lend credence to that this movie was always a an Amityville, Amityville movie, movie because that's. Yes. But it's also kind of discussing in a weird. Maybe I'm being too too. No, I think it handled this, it. I it could have been so much more ickier, and I think they present like. But it's a callback to the first two movies, right? Yeah, exactly. But I, or, or maybe not I the will first say, two, but the, the second and fourth. While we're on this mm. topic, right? So Claire is having these weird sexual urges about Todd that she doesn't want. She doesn't understand yeah. why they're happening, so she's constantly snapping at Todd to like. Essentially, be like, stop fucking turning me on, like without saying it. But, but the most insane scene is I wrote like, why is a high school boy just like, hey stepmom, why don't you play one on one with me in basketball, and then presses his sweaty body up against her, like, yeah. And listen, then, Todd, Todd, Todd unfortunately, part situation. of the problem, whether he knew yeah. it or not, it's Todd, you know he didn't know what she was going through. He did not know that there was. He's a minor. Don't victim blame the minor. No, yeah. no, you're but right. Still, you're right. Then but still, then she pushes threw up, him he away. He threw up the hang ten in the picture frame. Yeah, he he, he came on to her, but then he. <laughs> He, she pushes him away, and then he goes, man, and I thought you were going to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> You're not like the other moms. <laughs> that play one-on-one with their 17-year-old yeah. stepson in the in the yeah. driveway. <laughs> you, you used to be cool. Um, the first moment in this movie, though, where I was like, fuck yeah, 
is Jimmy's mouse gets loose and runs up onto the dollhouse and runs underneath the bed and like instantaneously there's this giant mouse underneath Jessica's bed and she's screaming for help and then they accidentally as soon as they kill the mouse by mistake in the dollhouse they the the big mouse disappears but like I was looking I'm like man that for something that we barely see, like just the practical of the big ass tail and the yeah. back of that mouse looks fucking gnarly. And oh, you know, that's, it, that is also a callback to the first Amityville with the, pig, with the right? eyes. And I thought that that yeah. was really, mm-hmm. really, I mean, there's a lot of clever shit in this movie and I don't, and it, I mean, it's, it's schlocky, but it's like good. I don't know. It's smart know. schlocky because that also introduces how we get to the end of the movie, which yeah. is that the house and the dollhouse are linked in some way yeah. that you can go through parts of the house and end up in the dollhouse and vice versa. Things can yeah. go into the dollhouse and come into the well, actual Well, and not for anything, home. but it's like that effect is shot as if you were walking through like a haunted attraction, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's a f- so it's a fact that they know the way to show it without being like, oh, we have to cut around it because it's a it's a big fake rat, you know? Like they're like, no, just show show it, just show it in the right space, and you get to see a huge rat ass underneath this bed, and it's fucking incredible. Now, I, I, I will I, say, my mouth like dropped open. I was like, no way are they going in this direction. My now, now listen, we gave a lot of compliments. I want to give my favorite failure of this yeah. movie, and it's not much of a failure, but it made me laugh. Is later on in the movie, uh. Todd's girlfriend Dana catches on fire and it is hilarious to watch because you can tell that the stunt double is doing everything in their power to both look like they're on fire but not move too much to reveal their face that they are not the actress (laughs) so they're just kind of like Ah, like just kind of bopping their shoulders back and forth, but like not running very fast or doing much of anything. No, no, they're very contained being on fire. We'll just chalk it up to being scared stiff. Yeah, Yeah, but then when they put her out, the scar makeup is awesome on her face. Like, it's gross. It's uncomfortable. The, the um, is my second favorite character is is so good. Like you get the that, bugs, the you flies get, look so good. The demons at the end, well, when those, they're inside those the wasp monsters are yeah. sick. Oh my like, god! Because like you get you get, and the cool thing is you get permutations of these things. Like you see the um, does is it Jimmy who gets one that he gets pulled out of his ear? That's Todd. Yes, That's which Todd. immediately uh, made me think of Brian's story with yes, the, with, the, with the bug in his the, ear, the cockroach. Oh my god! Um, but. Like there's that, and then there's that version that's inside the doll, the monster doll, like the the voodoo. Yeah, doll, that's whatever. like a little devil thing, and then like these and almost fly like they go humanoids. into the dollhouse, and you get these wasp demons. Which, I mean, the main demon with the wings kind of is is it's just okay, like. But it's fun. It's, it's fun it's in fun. A, like Kyle said, it's fun in a dark ride kind of yes, way. Like if you were the, in a dark ride and saw that, you'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, <laughs> like, what I'm getting at is that like that demon's cool. It's fine. It's it's predictable. I've seen it. It just doesn't feel like super creative. But the sure. wasp demons that kind of work, that are minions for it, that are kind of hunched over and nasty, those look awesome. And it's really mm-hmm. clever to like that's what I'm saying is that that a lot of thought went into this movie that people probably don't I no, think I more I thought that went into most of the Amityville films before and yeah. after it. You know what I yeah. mean like yeah. it's it's really well thought out. I have to tell you the funniest scene in this whole movie is we mentioned it briefly. Jimmy's dad comes back as the zombie. 
And every time you see him, he's rotting just a I little bit more. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. It's so it's smart. I love it. But so there's smart. a scene. So in any other movie, right, like, this would be a thing that only Jimmy sees. And any time that, like, an adult enters the room, it would disappear. But not this movie. Bill walks in, sees the zombie. Jimmy runs away. And then his dad's just like, hey, buddy, come over here. Let's have a little powwow. And all of a sudden, it's like Beetlejuice. Like, he's <laughs> it, just it, like. It is. To it's it's just like I will say that, that that's yeah. not the best decision that they made in this film. No, but it it put a big dumb smile at my on my mm. face at the hour mark of this movie where yeah, I'm like, no. this is just fun. Like this yeah. is absolutely mm. a movie. This is a perfect. I've said it before. This is a this is a film number one on on weird ass movie night, right? Like mm. people show up. They don't need to see the first like thirty minutes of the movie as they're showing up late, but. Man, does it ramp up to just like memorable, crazy moments yeah. in the later half of the film? Like, you know, uh, I was gonna argue that it should have been the second at um, feature at Weird Ass Movie Night, but I I agree with your assertion that it should be the first one because the very yeah. first thirty minutes of this movie it's really take it or leave it. They don't yeah. matter. I think it, I think it could play as the second, but I I I also agree. Your your description of why it would be the first makes sense. Yeah. Now. Um, my last big note that I have to mention, though, is we get to this end, right? They're inside the dollhouse. First off, I don't think Tobias had to stay back and sacrifice himself. It seemed like they no. all had a handle on the situation. I- I'm Could've fine with left. him dying, though. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but I'm like, you, yeah, you really didn't need to be here, Tobias. But also, <laughs> I wrote down... I don't think they drove nearly far enough away to be okay when that house explodes. Yeah, it looks no. like they drove about 10 feet and then turned around to watch it blow A brick up. would have smashed one of them in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, t- total disregard for safety. It's like when you're like, oh, I lit the firework and I stepped back three like steps, and it's like <laughs> you need to walk back further. <laughs> you, yeah. you need to you go You need back. to put more distance between you and, and that death My, machine. I, I have one note here, and I can barely visualize what it is so this is really more for anybody who's like oh i'm listening to this episode and i want to watch it um it's just that there's a rug on a carpet in the living room what the fuck is that a rug on a rug so um that is a a detail i missed we're making an ad napping ads i hear that gary sinise is free okay great he hasn't worked since 2020 (laughs) So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad! That's the ad. That's the ad. Matt, how do you, since this is your pick, right? Yeah. This is your pick. How do you want to uh, continue the night? So I'm going to say one answer, and then you guys do your double features. And if you don't say my second option, I will also mention my second option, I think. Because uh, there's the two same. that work. Yeah. There's two that work on this. But I'm going to say my the double feature, the movie that kept popping into my head every time that Jimmy was hanging out with his zombie father was Pet Cemetery 2, <laughs> um, mm. where, where the kid hangs out with his zombie dad throughout like the middle chunk of the movie, and it's yeah. just like weirdly goofy and charming. So that is that is my double feature for mm. this. All one. right, Kyle, how about you? Up, oh, Cotton Molly was drinking. That's okay. That's okay. I can uh, quick swallow. Um, I practiced. <laughs> so I can. I think I've talked about this movie on here before. It's a made-for-TV movie called Secrets in the Attic, and it is a 
TV movie version of Betty Wren Wright's The Dollhouse Murders. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. I I love it. It would be a good precursor to this because obviously it's tame. It's a little creepy. It involves like the house being the house and finding things within the house, and um, it's fun. It, it it's a lot of like kinder trauma for me, right? Like we watched it in school and it was very fucking scary. Um, but that would be my that would be my double feature. It would be Secrets in the Attic. Okay. Um, I have what my real double feature would be, but then I have the, the joke double feature and um, I'm going to do the joke double feature after Matt tells us his other one, because it might be the same, but um, I'm going to go with stung. Um, I want to say that was 2018. Wow. Yeah. That movie was so fun. Um, it's so stupid, stung. but with the, the wasp demons in this and the wasp creatures and that, they they and they're both. Ha- I gotta rewatch Stungs. Yeah. I know, watched it demons, twice. These, these demons weren't goopy, but we were talking about goopy. De- like they were goopier than they were shiny. The demons we were, they were yeah. yeah. They had they had a little bit of the traits that we were looking for when we were talking goopy demons the other the other episode. Yeah. They had a nice sheen to them, and yeah. I will say my other double feature option was 1985's House. Yeah, that, um, that came again. to mind as well because of Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, he feels very yeah. similar to the dead dad in this. But um, I'm very disappointed that you didn't go with Hereditary, you know, because it's <laughs> it's a haunted dollhouse movie. <laughs> yeah, listen, I love Hereditary, but I don't. I don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I've tried to push most of it out of my brain at this point because I said that was great. Never want to think about it or watch it again. Most I will chuckle when I see memes, and that's about as far as I'm going to ever go about thinking about it. You know what would go really well with this, too, now that I'm thinking about it? Kathy's Curse. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Man, you are just squeezing as much sweat out of that rag as possible. Listen, well, speaking of Kathy's Curse, that was the... That was the episode where we got a new name for this segment, which was like, hey, what's the goes on? Goes it on? <laughs> it's um, getting so, worse every time. What's, it, what's it going on? <laughs> so uh, the only thing that we've really got to promote hardcore is April 19th to the 21st. We are going to be at Creature Feature Weekend. It is the most exciting weekend for horror movie night. Time after time. Like time the Cindy Lauper song. Yeah. Um, so we will be there. Uh, I'm sure we're going to do something there live. Um, I think this year, hear me out, we might try it. I might bring the speaker in the little portable soundboard, and maybe we'll even record a live episode or two right from the booth because, man, oh, is there shit. some downtime on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and Saturday is 420. Oh, Let's no. Go. Yes. Oh, no. We're going um, to be getting out holidays, bags of Doritos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it, depending on when our – hey, depending on when our recording is, you could another be thought blazed about – fuck. An, well, I, that's regardless. <laughs> um, but that is another consideration for uh, content for what we record, whether yeah, it be nope. live or at the table. I figure um, at the table we would have to focus primarily on Patreon short 10, 15 minute discussions. I don't absolutely. think we'd have. I don't think we'd have the uninterrupted time to give a full episode <laughs> the no. proper treatment. It might be um, funnier if people interrupting us. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, but also obviously we're always going to be promoting. Hit up the Patreon, patreon.com backslash HMN podcast, uh, and that's where you can join our Slack, hear all the bonus talk- conversations that we talk about, see videos of us, etc. And go to hmnpodcast.com where you can buy all types of cool swag and t-shirts and and all that other good stuff. I'm sure we'll have some new merch just in time for Creature Feature Weekend. We just haven't figured out what it is yet. But uh, (laughs) now, let's move in to the What Did We Watch This Week segment. And I've got the perfect tie-in for the Amityville Dollhouse. Unexpectedly. Because this movie involved a lot of like bees and flies and home... And Homeboy took his ass to the movie theaters this week to see The Beekeeper with Jason Statham. And let's go. Let me tell you, Patreon, keep your eyes peeled because I think there will be a good chance we talk about that movie as a Patreon bonus one of these days. It is everything you want from like a dumb Jason Statham action movie. Uh, so the very quick setup, slight spoilers for a dumb action movie. Jason Statham is a man with no past who is living in the barn of an old uh, an old woman. Um, they have a good relationship. He is the beekeeper on her farm, and he brings her honey every morning. Uh, one day, she gets caught up in a phishing scam on the internet and loses everything. They take everything. She gets so depressed, she kills herself. Very heavy scene, actually. Jason Statham shows up. They've pissed off the wrong man. This is the only person who's ever treated him like a normal person. So he vows that he's going to find where that call center was and burn it to the goddamn ground. I thought that that was going to be the whole movie. No, that's the first 10 minutes. He finds the call center and he burns it to the ground. (laughs) Okay. Then we're introduced to who ran the call center, like from like the bigger area. And he's like, this motherfucker, I'm going to get him. But every person he talks to is like, dude, you just pissed off a beekeeper. And he's like, what does that mean? He's like, not like a normal beekeeper. I think he's from this secret CIA agency from the 80s called the Beekeepers. What? That believe that you can't disturb the hive. They're trained killers. You're fucked, dude. And the whole movie is just him <laughs> hiring, fucked, hiring like bigger and bigger bosses and Jason Statham just killing them instantaneously. <laughs> like, it's like watching... Like a Street Fighter movie, where it's just damn, like, I cannot oh, he's just wait work- to see this. You think <laughs> it'll be on Max so- pretty soon? Oh, I hope so. It is so dumb, but it like leans hard into that R. Like when he kills people, it's like at one point he chokes a dude out till his eyeballs shoot out of his face. Like, oh my it, god, yes, it's it's like so- upgrade. It's mm. it it's like upgrade, but honestly, the best thing I can compare it to is like those weird, dumb, hyper violent like late 90s Stallone Arnold Schwarzenegger movies like think of like Demolition Man like where it's just like this is gory this is stupid shut off your brain just have fun watching Jason Statham kill these people I'm not even ruining some of the bigger better twists that come along down the line like there is a when I saw this in theaters there was maybe 20 other people in the theater with me there was not a single kill that happened in that movie where there wasn't someone laughing uncontrollably. And it was always different people. Like, you would just hear it in the different areas of the theater. It was a really, really good time. It's super stupid. Um, I can't stress it enough. It is dumb as hell, but it is a dumb as hell movie that I will watch multiple times. I love the trajectory that Statham 
is on. The, yeah, the he's comparison, just like, the comparison to Stallone and Schwarzenegger is is appropriate because like that is that dude just goes, and I yeah, love he's it just for like, him. Fuck it, this is the movie I'm doing next. I love Here we it go. For him. I, I you know, from like the Meg the... to that, and like it's just like you know, like the the art, the span in which he can do yeah. an actiony thing is great. I think that his the the self awareness is very Samuel Jackson. Yeah, um, well, like That's Samuel Jackson pre MCU. You know, yeah. like I feel like he when he was doing like Black Snake Moan and he was doing, um, oh fuck, what was he doing around that time? Well, whatever he was doing around that time, mm. just felt like he was working. He was like pumping out four movies a year. Well, even yeah. Deep Blue Sea, Deep Blue you know Sea, I mean? yes, like... exactly. Around like the late nineties, early two thousands, he was just he was omnipresent. You know, snakes on a plane, yeah. right? Oh yeah. my God, snakes so, on a plane is a perfect I mean, example of that too. Yeah, it, it just but he it, he Black Snake's Moan on a plane. Black Snake Moan on a plane, yeah. Sorry. Um, if we could have gotten uh, Christina Ricci involved, that would have been the perfect crossover. Um, anyway, I I I love Jason Statham just because when he does stuff, he commits, but he also yeah, he realizes that it is not supposed to be a smart movie, and so he plays mm-hmm. almost like a pure crystallization most... of that that joke of it's it's like a great amalgamation of a joke of a stallone but all but it's self-referential but it's like still entertaining and it's I not i was gonna say he's tongue in cheek. he seems to, he seems like the most self-aware action star and it also seems like all of his films where like it feels like it feels like his films are almost parodies of toxic masculinity. Like it's almost yeah. like mm-hmm. mocking the idea of like. But he also, but he that, almost also has an appreciation of it. Not appreciating toxic yeah. masculinity, but like a, an appreciation of like of the what genre, the action movie. Yes. Does. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, he's exactly. a student yeah. of like, the genre, and it's yeah. You know, I think that that is what we get at so much on this show is that like you can make some cheesy shit, but as long as you are kind of tithing to the mm-hmm. source material mm-hmm. and giving it appreciation, then it's... Yeah. We, but I, we, we give a mm-hmm. lot of credit to that. That's let, true. Let Dude, Dollhouse give... is an ex- is, feels like a clear example of that. Yeah, really. exactly. You know, like, that's exactly... like. Yeah. Anyway, Kyle or Scott, go ahead. Kyle. I watched Fade to Black. Um, it 1981? Is correct oh yeah. he wasn't here when we did that that was a brian episode. yeah that's right. matt picked yeah, that yeah. he loves that movie i love that movie i don't it's cool um <laughs> <laughs> no i so here's here here i and and I, so i'll start backwards my my first letterboxed rating was from 2017 which means i watched it on the vhs tape that i eventually ended up selling and um getting the vinegar syndrome upgrade uh, and it, I gave it three and a half stars. And there's this sort of mentality and lore about this movie that it was not released because of all the copyright issues and, and this, that, and the other thing. And um, I think that its reputation is it reputation precedes it? Uh, yes. It's reputation. Yeah, right. It's uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, its reputation is bigger and better than this most recent viewing for me. I, I think that. There's a lot of things that I like. I think that there was like visually, it was fun. Um, you know, I loved the Maryland character, and I loved you know what Los Angeles looked like, and I loved sort of all these components. And then, but I just it was just like it was like I was watching it, 
And then every time I would look over would be the director's big old film boner. Like it was just every time I would like take my eyes off of the movie for a second, I'd be like, oh, he's hard. I don't want to make eye contact. I like I don't want to see what's happening. And, and honestly, and I watched it with some friends. I watched it with Carly and I watched it with our buddy Steve Darby. Uh, and he is a full name. You don't need to. Know. <laughs> he's, um, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, but he um, and we were just like, I mean, it was in the afternoon. It was just like, I don't know. It yeah, was that's just not like the vibe. A, yeah, it was during I, Hunter's nap. Here's but the it thing. Was, I, it's, I enjoy it. I don't think it's a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. I really do like it, and I think it is because it's one of those movies that I spent years hearing about. So, yes. like, the the excitement of finally getting around to seeing it and, and all of that. But I, I yeah. think it's another one of those movies where I also think, man, someone could do an amazing remake of this movie yes. that's like... I remember I had an idea in my head of what a remake could be of that film. And in my version of it, I was working at a video store post when Netflix came out. So there yeah. was never any, there was never more than one customer in the store at any given moment. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, man, you could do a fade to black with this guy working at like a dying mom and pops video store and like there being like behind the beaded curtain where there would normally be like the adult section is like a little screening room. And he's yeah. just like killing people in that back room while like dressing up and recreating scenes from the movie. There and I'm like, a that physical could be media fun. version of this that exists. Yeah. And I, 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 I think with, if you try to take a, well, the problem is he's also, you know, our killer Eric, Eric, I think his name is Eric. Uh, yeah. His, the, the killer is basing so much of, off of sort of like, misogynistic film noir right yeah. so it's like that may or may not change in a version like this right for better or worse and i but don't you mean can like make him just, more of a slasher nerd or something like that you where could do something yeah. where it's like yeah you know he has this collection this physical media and he's clearly coming from a background that maybe not is it, it, i don't know it, it, there's something to be said about like oh he killed his mom because which he didn't know was his mom yeah. Uh, and then, you know, like there's, there's shit there that I'm like, okay, we can <laughs> take it easy. Um, but there's a, but that's the thing is like, I, I components and variables of it that I, that I loved, you know, that, but, but it was just like, this dude has a huge film boner and I just can't when, when movies lean into that, even if it's part of the plot and the idea of it, sometimes it feels like those creators are trying to flex a muscle that I don't want to see. I, I love somebody who wears like their influences on their sleeve. I don't love somebody who is trying to choke me with uh, their, their knowledge, boner? with their film boner. I don't love boner choking. Um, <laughs> and that's what it felt like sometimes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fade to Black, it's definitely interesting and like the lore of it not being able to be released is interesting but also that's going to fade away too like nobody's going to give a fuck that like you weren't able to get it for so long now yeah. you can still buy a copy of it on vinegar syndrome and it's like i don't know it's sometimes that hype and that lore is not all well deserved no i agree all right scott take us home baby i am on another reading tear I read Ooh. Jeff Strand's Demonic. I read it Ooh. in 12 hours. Holy it shit. It was so good I could not put it down. This was one of the most entertaining books I read in a long fucking time. Cool. Um, I will give you the elevator pitch. 
this guy um, is an accountant and he works with a woman who he get, has a crush on. She admits to him that her husband um, is a serial killer. And so the main character, the, the protagonist, the, the guy who's telling the story, um, decides I'm going to kill him. He goes to kill him and he won't die because of demonic forces. Um, mm. I will not tell you anything else about it because um, I was I was considering how much to give away because it's such a good book because it's kind of like how Matt said that, you know, like, oh, I'm going to give away a little bit, but it's still all that shit happens in the first 15 minutes. Like what I just told you is kind of presented in the first two pages. Um, yeah. But once you get to the point where maybe a 10 pages, 15 pages in where the main character tries to kill the serial killer husband and fails, you're like, how can they go up from this from here? And he does three times, which I am very impressed with for a 250 page book. Um, yeah. Uh, he's a Bram Stoker award winner. Um, I really, really enjoy it. Highly, highly recommend it. I, it's an easy read. It's not, um, it, it kind of falls into the same horror subgenre as Jason Pargan's work. So like David Wong, um, John dies mm -hmm. at the end, but not nearly as bombastic or over the top in the situations that occur, but the gore is way higher. Like it is mm. basically kind of when I was reading it, it felt like I was reading a novelization. And I don't mean this because there are zombies, but rather because it's not a zombie book. It's a demon book. But it felt like the same general vibe as Dead Alive. Mm. Like so splatter. Very cool. But it's also not like Jason Pargan makes me laugh. This made me smile. It's not like a, it's not as silly. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's definitely a more serious take on that kind of horror comedy vibe, but it's still got some comedy there. Very, very good. Highly recommend anybody that, I don't know how long I can keep this up by having like a new book that I'm, that I yeah, can tell you that's guys a, every, that's a hell of a start to the year, dude. Yeah. Like five books. Um, and this doesn't include the ones that I started, got halfway through and was like, this is fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> and, and put them down. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I will try my best to, 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 I have a stack of like 10 more books that I've purchased because I went crazy after Christmas. Um, I will try my best to do this every other week and supplant this with movies because they take a lot less time. But um, mm. uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff that I have um, on my on my night shot night stand. I can't wait that you sold me. I'm I'm on a you know now I got my Goodreads. I've been on like a real reading kick. Yeah, <laughs> Goodreads will help, dude. Yeah, it so. kind of does. Uh, not me, but uh, usually helps a lot of other people. Goodreads <laughs> doesn't help me at all because I never log into it. Literally, what what helps me has helped me is Book Talk. Like TikTok has been giving me these horror book suggestions, and that's why I bought like fifteen books. Is because and and I my list is probably thirty more books 
that I'm going to eventually try to get to. It's like, if you like this, try this kind of thing. And I feel like maybe quarterly we should do our own little TikTok. If you like this, read this kind of thing on the HMN mm. TikTok because um, we talk about it on the show enough that, and also we yeah. could we could pimp some horrifying stuff if it's like older, because most of what I've been reading is like two years old or less. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Before we wrap up, this is a perfect time. I'm gonna I'm gonna run the risk and assume that by the time this episode comes out, this will be here we uh, go up, up and ready. Um, on Valentine's Day, February 14th, uh, we'll be debuting the newest show that I'm working on called YA OK, which is a uh, podcast about young adult novels hosted by Eric J. Brown, who has been on this show before. He's written three YA novels. The third one comes out in March uh, and co-hosted by Alyssa Lube from Netflix's The Circle. And uh, every other week. They'll be talking about what they're reading, interviewing a YA author about their career and the stuff that got them started, their influences, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's going to be just a really, really, really fun podcast. Anyway, we will be back next week with even more Horror Movie Night goodness. listening to the Geekscape Network.